Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. All right, everybody. You know what that song means. It's the victory horns. And officially, they sound for the man on the left of the graphic, Tyson Fury, winning a split decision against Brad Sagano. Let me repeat those words. Tyson Fury ekes out a split decision against Francis Ngannou in Saudi Arabia. Not that long ago, the fight just came to an end. Francis Ngannou may not have won the fight, but he won right here. He won in all of our hearts. And even though two of the scorecards did not read that, I think we can all agree, anybody who's watching the stream right now, that Francis Ngannou is a friggin' winner. And I am so proud of that guy for showing up the way that he did tonight. We're going to react to all of it right now. I am Mike Heck. I am not alone. Let us say hello to the wise wordsmith, Mr. Shaheen Alshadi. And my best friend, Alexander K. Lee. Shaheen, I want to begin with you. We talked a lot of things on this, on the preview show yesterday. All the ways this fight could go. But eking out a split decision, Tyson Fury, where the live odds at the end of the fight were basically a coin flip. It was almost even money. Francis Ngannou went out there and just did the damn thing, Shaheen Alshadi. He may not have won the fight. But he did the damn thing. What is your reaction to what Francis Ngannou did despite losing the fight? I am stunned. I'm speechless, Mike Heck. We talked about this on the preview show. When we were like at the end of the show, we were sort of joking around of like, what would be the funniest outcome? And I think I maybe threw it out or you threw it out of like, hey, how about a split decision that ends up in controversy just to be total boxing, total MMA, total chaos. As combat, the combat sports gods tend to give us. Dude, what the hell did we just watch? That was unbelievable. That was legitimately one of the most unbelievable sporting performances I have ever watched in my entire life. And I've, I've been on this earth 34 years now, maybe 35. I think I'm 34, maybe 35. I've been on this earth a couple decades at least. And I have never seen something that has impressed me to that degree. Francis Ngannou just went in there in his professional boxing debut and kind of beat the lineal heavyweight boxing champion, the number one heavyweight in boxing. He certainly beat him by pride rules, right? If this is an, if this, if we're scoring this by pride FC rules as, as the good Lords intended from back in the day, Francis Izaganu is the one that you wanted to be walking out of that fight. He landed by far the most impactful punches of that fight. He had by far the most impactful sequences of that fight. He, for a good portion of the early going was kind of outboxing the best heavyweight on the planet. And altogether, like, I don't know. 
I scored about 94, or I'm sorry, 95, 94 for Francis. I will give, the, I, I had it five rounds apiece. I will give all assurances that that I could go either way on that score, right? Like a lot of these rounds outside of the big ones were very back and forth, kind of like you could score either way. So I don't, I don't fault anybody who scores that fight for Tyson Fury. The fact that Francis Ngannou just got one point on a single scorecard away from pulling off what was legitimately impossible or felt impossible is just completely remarkable on a different level that we have ever than I have seen in a long time. And we've said it so much with this man, right? Like his story is impossible. His story is so improbable that if you took a, the script of his life story into a Hollywood agent's office, they would tell you like, yeah, this is nice, but like no one's going to actually believe this. This might have been the mass. This is like the climax of that story, right? Like that third round when he knocks down Tyson Fury and you get these instantly iconic photos from Getty Images of Francis Ngannou standing over a fallen Tyson Fury. I can't believe we just watched this. This We have seen so many different versions of this MMA versus boxing thing over the last several years since Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather started kick, really kicked this off. This was by far the, the best actual fight that we have seen for, that have cut that has come out of this type of setup it is it was so worth the time in a way that i think is surprising because a lot of people were wondering whether this would be worth their time and again Tyson Fury has not lost or Tyson Fury has not fought i should say to a split decision since that Deontay Wilder draw that is the only other split decision in his career and Francis Ngannou just went there and did that to that man that was unreal Mike Heck I can't believe it AK you heard Shaheen Alshadi's scorecard very there's the image right there's one of the images right there there's francis landing a big shot that one man there's look the at one, that dude. shot that is so awesome look that at the, so that's awesome. that that looks like something out of a dream man that cannot be real and it's it looks just like francis saying to him like Ooh, how you feel that's right AI. now tyson this is, <laughs> this is ai let's give credit AI. really quick really quick Really quick, let's give credit. Those shots are from Justin Setterfield. Best oh. shots of your career, Justin. I have, no, I don't know the, what else you've done, but that, thank you for giving us that because you were in the perfect angle at the perfect moment. Those are unbelievable shots. You are the Francis Ngannou of Getty Images. Congratulations, Justin, you nailed it. AK, you heard Shaheen's yes. scorecard. I believe I as, you know, oh. us being a website called MMA we don't have Fighting. To, we don't have to talk about this. We don't have to talk about this. Hold on, my best friend. This is why we're best friends, okay? This is why we're okay, best true, friends. True, true. Yes. Shaheen scores the fight in real time for Francis Ngannou, for Team MMA. It's a popular choice. You scored the fight differently than he did. As a matter of fact, AK, anyone watching the watch party can concur with this. I scored it the exact same way as you did, AK. The exact same way. And we scored it for Tyson Fury... We scored it the way one of the judges scored it, and maybe the most unpopular card of them all. How did you score it? Because I scored it the same. Yeah. Uh, anyone also keeping up with the live blog of the main events on MMAfighting.com? That was me. I think it has our editor's name on it because they made the post, but uh, that was me. I am responsible for that score. I tweeted this score. Mike, I had it 96 to 93 Fury. Let me pause. Let's let some comments come in here. People calling for my head. People saying I don't know anything about anything. People say I I, I hate Francis. Uh, I don't know. I my head is up my my butt. I don't know. Um, there's probably a lot of people not. I, I, even before I saw a lot of people talking about the score. So uh, let me be clear here. Let let me be clear here. 
94 uh, in Fury and 95-94 in Ganu are defensible scores. I I understand. I understand. There's a easy to say for uh, in Ganu the most definitive round of the fight, 10-8 round three, and all you have to do is fine is then say that the rest of the rounds are even. If it went five five, then the advantage goes to Francis because he had the knockdown. He had the only 10-8 of the fight. So totally understand why people are coming coming through with that. But there were several rounds in there that were we could say toss-ups. I actually think were pretty easy to score for Fury. Um I would I I, I and I'm not infallible on this. I'm like everybody else. I, this is my first viewing. Maybe I'll go rewatch it back at some point. I think we all have to I think if we want to be clear on the scoring, but to say 95, 94 Fury, or even again, 96, 93 Fury is unreasonable is, is that it sounds crazy to me. Like, I think some of those close, look at some of those close rounds that you guys are saying were toss-ups. If you're saying it's a toss-up, then you're saying that it could have gone to Fury. And if you're okay with that, then you can't have a problem with the scoring. If your issue is like, well, how could all these toss-ups go Fury's way? That's how toss-ups work, guys. It's not like you say... It's not like you say, oh, well, I'm okay with two or three of the rounds being toss-ups, but not, you know, and going this way, but not all. No, it's a toss-up. Each each round is independent of the other. If you wanted to say that you feel Francis won the round as a whole, as uh, as I said earlier, pride rules or Diaz rules, he got the knockdown of the fight. Sure, sure. He, he, he came the closest to finishing the fight. And if you were judging the fight as a whole and not by, you know, standard boxing score, I think Francis won. But if you're going round by round... As I did, I had it 96-93 Fury. I think it's very reasonable. I think the judge who had that, perfectly defensible score. I know people are going to be mad about it. I know people are going to think I'm stupid. Um, I'm stupid for a lot of reasons. And if you want to add this score to that list of reasons, by all means, have at it. But uh, I have, I, I will defend it uh, till till the day oh, I die. No. Oh, I know. Bring it on. Bring it on. Bring it on. What are we doing? Bring it what on. are we talking about here? Francis Ngannou yeah, just I scored it the same as you, AK. People... I know. I know my best friend. I know. That's fine. And that's that's cool. But ultimately, that is not the biggest takeaway from this fight. The biggest takeaway from this fight oh, is that Francis sure. Ogano just went in there and did what almost everyone in the world belittled him for, called it impossible. Like, that man just told so many people to shove it in the wildest way that I have maybe ever seen someone do. That was crazy, man. Even if you want to score it as close as you did. Francis Ngannou having the most impactful moment of the night and Francis Ngannou bringing that man to a split decision. Like we, we were having, we were having conversations in the pre-fight of like, what's, what could logistically conceivably consider be considered a win for Francis. Right. Like, and we, and I think we all kind of settled of like, Oh, if he kind of lasts a couple wins, a couple of rounds, or maybe he gets lands like a really good punch. And then you have that highlight forever. Sort of the Connor Floyd thing, right? We're like, Floyd carried Connor through the early rounds, so it, it, you could kind of be like, oh, Connor, this was more competitive than we expected. And you, you even had like Hall of Fame boxers like Mike Tyson and Vander Holyfield being like, oh, that was, Connor did great. That was way more competitive than we expected. This was actually competitive. That was not a real competitive fight in, in Maymac. That was Floyd Mayweather choosing to make it competitive and then deciding that no longer will this be competitive. I'm going to end this. This was actually a competitive fight. This was crazy, man. This was one of the most bananas things that we've ever seen. Francis Ngannou just made himself, like aside from whatever he is going to make tonight in terms of a payday, in terms of the money that he made from this fight, which I'm sure is going to be a lot. And kudos to you, Francis. You did it. Everyone told you you were dumb. You told him to shove it and you actually did it and you pulled it off. He just made himself so much more money outside of tonight, right? Like he is now, if you listen to the post-fight show after this fight on, on the broadcast, 
all the boxing guys were floored. All of them were calling for him to stay as a boxer now and make these massive paydays in boxing. That man is like a top five heavyweight boxer probably now, right? Like, like what are we talking about? This is crazy, man. Francis Ngannou just made himself a, a ridiculous amount of money in the future tonight because there are going to be calls for him to fight these big names now, whether it's a Wilder or a Joshua or a Ruiz or whoever you want to throw out there. Like, I am now suddenly incredibly interested in seeing Francis Ngannou, the boxer, the heavyweight boxer, and I'm sure I'm not alone, right? Like if you're a boxing fan who had poo-pooed this whole thing for months and months and months, and then you tuned in tonight and you saw this man kind of style up Tyson Fury for portions of this fight, and, and again, knock that man down and really come as close as anybody has in the history of this sport to beating that man. You have to come away from this just so intrigued by what Francis could be in your own sport now. Like that man just made so much money tonight. I don't even know if we're gonna end up seeing his PFL debut. Cause if you if I'm Francis, I'm going home, I'm cashing this gigantic check, and then I am immediately calling PFL and be like, hey, I'm sorry, guys. Plans might have changed. Like we might be doing we might do a couple things right now. And I'm booking whatever the biggest boxing name I can get is and just keep making this bag. Because that was no one expected this tonight. No one. I Look. I don't know if he came. Hold on, I don't know if he came the closest to beating Tyson Fury. Deontay Wilder literally killed him, and he just came back to life. I think Wilder, I would say, still was closer to beating Fury. I think is that fair to say? E even though Fury, you know, was okay. Let's let's not get caught up in the moment here. But this is why I didn't want to get into the scoring right away because the most important thing is like this was fun as hell to watch. I mean, MMA is supposed to be fun. Combat sports is supposed to be fun. And and I want to say, we when we did our sort of uh, a round table before talking about this fight, I was the most one of the people who was most excited about it. I think, Mike, you and, you and Damon and I were on this. You guys were kind of like the five, six range. because and, and I was with you as far as like, yeah, maybe maybe Fury just takes him out easily. But also like the, the fact that something crazy could happen, the fact that he was even happening had me so excited. And that the fight actually turned out to be good is so awesome. Like every everyone was saying like what a joke this was going to be and like not to pay for it anyone who paid for this got their money's worth and then some minus the insane pacing which we complained about later but if you just paid for this fight it was so fun and it was so entertaining if you're the pfl uh don't worry about him fighting in mma set him up with a boxing match you know what pfl it's time to get into boxing if you if you if you have him contracted and you can have him get a boxing fight find some heavyweight boxer some journeyman you don't need to get a big name Find someone that Francis can fight and uh, and either style on or knock out. This is how you utilize him. I'm I'm fine with seeing Francis fight him again, but Shaheen, you said it. Like, I really want to see him box somebody because if this is how good he looked against again the number one guy in the world, the lineal heavyweight champion, uh, with you know he's he's got combat training, but with very little actual pro boxing like training experience, who knows how good he'll look at his next fight? So. And, and he's up, you know, I don't know how many fights he has left. And if I have to choose between him, you know, for going down this boxing road or going back to MMA, I'm kind of good with him just sticking with the boxing road. If he can do both, great. But if I had to choose one, Francis the boxer, I I'm all in. I'm all in, man. Yeah. I think PFL's got to jump on this. Dude, yeah. just like to just to put into perspective what a once in a lifetime athlete Francis has really become, like the way the, the leaps and the steps that this man has taken, like the steps that this man has skipped to get to where he is, right? Like he he 
he we all know the story so i'm not going to go deep into it because it, nobody needs to hear it again but to go where he to come from where he comes from and then end up in france and turn to mma and on a whim sort of just turn to mma and then before even the end of his second year of just figuring out that mma exists he's already in the ufc he's already destroying people and already at that point it's, it ends up being like a year or two and then he's already fighting for a title and then he wins the title and all this just advancement that has happened so rapidly, so rapidly. And then what do you know? He's like, hey, I'm going to try to box. And he trains boxing for four months and almost beats Tyson Fury. Like this is, I don't understand what, what game this man is playing. Like he is playing life on rookie mode after having played like the, the most of it on like hall of fame mode. And all of a sudden the sliders just went way down and it's just all easy for him. But it's just crazy, man. This is unprecedented stuff. Again, you could take this to a Hollywood agent's office and they would just kick you out and be like, eh, you probably got to make this a little more believable. Yeah, and, and this is why There's, I don't want people to yeah. dwell on the scoring. It's like, just enjoy what yeah. you saw. That was awesome. If you feel like Francis won, great, great. Street rules, street rules. He won. He, 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 it, the, the result almost doesn't matter. I know we'd all like to see and have an official win over Tyson Fury. That would take this to another level. But that he did as well as he did and performed as well as he did has a highlight reel those pictures will last forever the highlight the highlights of this fight will be him knocking fury down fury kind of almost stumbling into like a double leg you could easily put together a reel that's just like wow like nganu beat this guy right it's that that's how strong this performance was so you're right maybe i'm, I'm out to lunch my best friend mike maybe you're out to lunch too maybe we're crazy maybe that 96 93 judges out to lunch. no i mean we're definitely not but i <laughs> but I don't think, but even I don't think you're crazy. Even disregard, yeah, I, I, right. I don't think you're crazy at all. I think any scoring on a lot of this is is pretty justified. You could make arguments either way. I just don't think that's the story at all. Like that, if, the, no. the story. That's exactly the incredible if, thing if, that we saw tonight. If you if you are spending your evening fuming about the score as opposed to appreciating this awesome performance by Francis and what we saw, then you are not enjoying fighting, my friend. Then you may take a break, step away from the monitor. I keep our show on though. Keep that view count there. But step away, take a breath, and then think about like how fun that was. It was just a really, really enjoyable fight to watch. This here's here's like a couple of my biggest takeaways. One, Francis, like you could have scored at Mississippi to Texas, which aren't even numbers, and it doesn't matter. Francis still won tonight. Francis still won. And here's the other thing, guys. Here is the other thing. Another thing what you guys also said as well. I I have to say, I have zero interest in watching Francis Ngannou fight in MMA ever again. I don't want to see him fight in MMA ever again. Unless he gets John Jones tomorrow, I don't care to see him fight in MMA again. I want to see this journey in boxing continue. He does have a meeting, pay PFL to get out of the damn contract if you have to, but get out of there and box, all right? You want to be an ambassador and help grow the sport in Africa for the promotion? Great. I don't want to see him throw a single punch in an MMA cage ever again after this performance. Go box and be a ranked heavyweight. He should be a ranked heavyweight. and. Here's the other big takeaway, guys. And Shaheen, I'll start with you on this. I honestly think that this is the best thing that could have happened tonight. This result is the best thing that could have happened. Yes, would we have loved to watch Francis Ngannou style on Tyson Fury and give us a big win? Great. But still, as a combat sports enthusiast, we still want to see Tyson Fury, Alexander Usyk for the undisputed heavyweight title. It has been a long-ass time since we have seen an undisputed heavyweight title fight in the boxing ring. Since Lennox Lewis, we have not had an undisputed heavyweight champion. We still get that fight. Plus, 
Francis still did everything he could have done with the win. He shocked the world. He sent a ripple effect through the combat sports world. Timothy Bradley Jr., who thought Francis was a laughingstock, now is like, talk to MMA, be a freaking heavyweight. All these people want to see Francis box. And he didn't win the, sure he didn't win the fight, but he won the fight in so many other ways, Shaheen. Everything that he could have gained with a win, he still gained with the loss, and we still get to see Fury Usyk for the undisputed heavyweight title. I mean, that's certainly a way to look at it, and I won't tell you you're wrong, although I would submit to you that, sure, you want to see Fury Usyk right now. I want to see Nganu Usyk. Like, that's what I want to see. Come on, man. I, I, I want to see how far he can go. Like, we just watched this man oh, basically beat But he can get the yes, winner. He can get the winner. I scored it for Francis Ngannou. I will reiterate. 95-94. I really would, would love to see Ngannou and Usyk now. I'm just going to reiterate that again because that just suddenly is something I've never thought about and feels incredibly intriguing to me. But you're not wrong, Mike. Like, like ultimately... If, if Francis wasn't going to win, this was the best case scenario for everybody. Because I think you're right. Boxing gets the fight that boxing wanted. Francis Ngannou is, I like, what level of superstardom do you think this is going to rocket him to? That's what I'm interested in, right? Because we saw this with the McGregor thing. Like, Conor was 10 times the superstar that Francis was when he went into Maymac. But how big that was and how much, how many eyes that got in front of and just how mainstream that whole thing became. And then the fact that it was, in some people's eyes, a competitive fight, even though it wasn't actually competitive and Floyd kind of ended it whenever he wanted. That rocketed Connor to a level that no one had ever seen before in MMA in terms of stardom, even though he had kind of already been to a level no one had ever seen before. But that rocketed it even like 20-fold, right? Like he just became so much bigger than any other MMA fighter ever, ever had before that. This fight is not comparable in the sense that like it's not nearly as big. There's not nearly as many eyeballs on it. You didn't I wasn't at least getting the texts from, you know, parents and and siblings and and friends of like, "Oh, you how can I watch this fight or what do you think about this fight?" that you do for some of the bigger fights. But I think the result will be will be much wider disseminated than the actual fight was, right? Like a lot of people will see that photo, much more people than actually watched this fight. I'm incredibly curious to see what how, where this pushes Francis in terms of just mainstream exposure, eyeballs, people knowing who he is. Because this feels like something that will shatter through the ecosystem of combat sports, right? This feels like something that the grandma on the side of the corner may find, may hear about uh, in her, you know, internet travels or, or on the paper tomorrow. Like this feels like a, a momentous occasion of which we rarely get. And, and tell me if I'm wrong. Like I, I would love for somebody to come in and maybe calm me down a bit, but it does feel like this is something that, like, like, where's Francis star going to be after this? He's, he's massive, man. Like, right? Like, after this, he has to be. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have 
every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Shaheen, we, 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 we've been talking for a while, like who's gonna, Francis Ngannou might be the fighter of the year in a loss. Like he might just be my fighter of the year in a loss after all of this, because this is just ridiculous. Even with Sean Strickland beating Israel Adesanya, which is incredible to watch and shocking in so many ways. This was way more shocking, AK. This is way more shocking. This meant, this means so much, especially with what Shaheen just said. AK, do you understand that when the WBC boxing rankings come out next, Francis Ngannou is going to be a top 10 heavyweight in the world after this fight, AK? It's going to happen. This is insane. That doesn't, that doesn't sound right. It doesn't sound right, and yet it is. And yet it is. It doesn't sound right, and yet it is. Uh, yeah, uh, imagine if you, you have to try to imagine being someone who was seeing Francis for the first time, maybe even Tyson Fury for the first time. If you actually it makes it easier, let's say you've never seen either of these guys fight before. Nothing that happened in this fight would have told you that Tyson Fury was, again, the greatest heavyweight boxer in the world today. Not to say he fought badly, but I'm saying compared to how well Francis did. Uh, that he's one of the greatest heavyweight boxers of all time, uh, and that Francis, you know, is theoretically not in his league. Like, there's, there's, I, I wish I could put myself in those shoes. I, w- I wish I could plop myself down and be like, and just be like, wow, this, you know, this Ngannou guy, he might, he might have won this fight. Like, he might have, he might have done it. Like, I wish I could do it. Um, but even knowing what we know, it's still a truly astonishing achievement. Again, I was excited for the fight, but I did not give Francis a chance. I joked that with all the delays, I think we had to wait, what, over an hour for the fight. They kept adding to the timer. I was like, oh, at least they put a timer on. They kept adding to the timer. I joked like, well, now that the fight's going to last like 30 seconds. Uh, it lasted a lot longer than 30 seconds. And boy, Francis has some great moments. Um, he's really a gifted... We say that this was almost used as as a... Not an insult, but this was almost used to take away from like his success early on. Like, oh, he, he's just a gifted athlete. He's just like out muscling people. He's out, you know, he's out explosiving people. I know that's not a word. Uh, but I think at this point, we have to view Francis as some sort of combat sports prodigy because the, his the success he had in MMA, of course, speaks for itself. The, the success he had tonight, and now who knows, the success that he can have going forward, it really is unlike anything we've seen in the world of combat sports. And we've seen everything, guys. I mean, between us and, and you know, everyone else in the MMA fighting staff, we've seen everything, or I thought I saw everything. Um, before I saw how Francis performed against uh, Tyson Fury tonight. Can I also say, so just insane. quickly, Please. I, I want to I give credit where credit is due because 49 days ago, 
we watched Sean Strickland author this unbelievable, dominant, thorough 25-minute upset over Israel Adesanya in a spot where nobody actually thought that that would happen. That was just like the, one of the most stunning things we had seen in some time when that happened. 49 days later, the same coach was out there in Saudi, Saudi Arabia in Francis Agano's corner. Eric Nixick and the whole staff, Dewey Cooper, everybody out there at Extreme Couture. Same exact staff, nearly did it again in a way in a spot that was like 50 times more unlikely right like the the eric nixick and the extreme couture staff over a span of 49 days nearly authored two of the biggest upsets in combat sports history just think about that for a second that is unbelievable man unbelievable i can't i it's it's beyond words coach of the year like easily coach of the year i don't care that they didn't win this fight that's coach of the year And my dogs are barking, so I'm going to mute myself. Someone, <laughs> They're excited. They're excited. Listen, they, when the animals are barking, that's how you know something has happened, that, that the, the primal nature of reality has been shifted. Uh, and, and that, I, so I do not blame the dogs for being excited. There's probably dogs barking all over, all over the world right now, knowing that uh, we almost saw a momentous upset, what probably would have been the greatest upset in combat sports history, almost more so than if Nganu had knocked him out, right? If we were all saying, well, Nganu has the power of catching with a shot. If he had won a decision over Fury, I had said in our sort of lead up to this that I, I didn't think it would necessarily be the greatest upset, but only because I was I was going by the, oh, anything can happen, Francis can KO him, blah, blah, blah. But Francis outpointing him, outboxing Tyson Fury, that to me would go down as the greatest upset in combat sports history. Nobody was giving him a chance. I wish, Mike, I would give anything right now to get Dana White's immediate reaction. I'm a little sad. He's not, he doesn't have his Twitter fingers going. Oh. I'm not sure what he would say. The last thing on his feed uh, is an advert, is something related to Power Slap. So that was 19 hours ago. <laughs> I have a feeling we might not get an upset. That that feels very on brand. That if you're um, looking like, God, I wonder what Dana White said. And what I'm gonna I'm gonna chime in from the production Jose, booth, from the up? from the production yes. truck. Just a quick update for our listeners that are waiting. Uh, the Francis Ngannou Tyson Fury press conference has been canceled per top rank. So there will be no post-fight press conference uh, per reporters on the ground. So for those of you that are on our YouTube page waiting for the press conference to start, uh, it is not happening per top rank officials. So stick around on the MMA fighting Fury Ngannou post-fight show instead. Wow. Back to you, Mike. Interesting. Very, very interesting mm. that it got canceled. Mm -hmm -hmm. Wild stuff. Francis Ngannou even shook up the entire event. Francis Ngannou's performance even canceled the press conference. He was so damn good tonight. This man is just a treasure. And just to think, Shahid and AK, this is the guy who fumbled the bag, did he not? This is the guy that should have stuck around with the UFC and taken that $8 million to fight John Jones one time. Boy, did Francis Ngannou turn that bitch sideways and just shove it where the sun don't shine, did he not? I love this so much. This whole thing, this narrative that... He fumbled the bag that he pissed away everything by leaving the UFC. He'll never box anybody big. He'll never get the Tyson Fury fight. He's going to go fight a bunch of bums in the PFL. 
all of these narratives that were sung about Francis Ngannou as he, by the way, marched his happy ass outside of the UFC headquarters and left on his own accord to go and do this and bet on himself. Boy, did that bet pay off, Shaheen. Francis Ngannou fumbled that bag. He fumbled it all right, and then he sprinted 40 yards to pick up a way heavier bag that just happened to have 25 million more dollars in it. And then if he runs another 40 yards, there's a $50 million bag, and the bag's just going to continue to get heavier and heavier, Shaheen. This is the story of all stories. Francis, that's it. He's my fighter of the year. It's over. You're muted. You are muted, Sean. Yeah, you know, dogs, I'm sorry. Uh, the speed with which people rushed to to bury this man midway through this year when maybe things weren't working out the way that they expected or it wasn't working out fast enough. The way in which people were so eager to pile on never made a lot of sense to me. Because what do we ask for in MMA? What do we actually, con what do we constantly call for? We ask for these guys to stand up for themselves. We ask for themselves, for these fighters to get the best that they can, to make the most of this window. Because we know so many of these athletes that we love and watch every weekend and gives us so entertain almost so much entertainment throughout our the course of our lives and our weeks and our years so many of those athletes end up broken broke running a gym because they don't have other options and it's just it just doesn't work out for them in a way you would hope for a professional athletes and so we ask them hey stand up for yourself you sign the contract you sign the contract don't sign the contract if you don't like the money one guy actually did that one guy actually stood up for himself and said, you know what? I am going to fight the system a little bit. I'm going to push back. I'm going to push for better because we deserve better. And I'm not going to sign the contract. And I'm going to go out and try to figure out what I'm actually worth. And everyone was so quick to rush to, to bury him, to, to put him six feet under, to put that man in his grave. And then what do you know? Who's dancing? Who's enjoying his night tonight? There is no other fighter in MMA. You tell me, Mike. Maybe I'm wrong. Is there another fighter in heavyweight MMA? right now who could have gone out there and had this performance against Tyson Fury. No. Does John Jones have this performance against Tyson Fury? No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I, I'm, I'm not going down this road. Cause I don't know. I wouldn't have thought Francis Ngannou could have had this performance against Tyson Fury. So now I don't want to go on the limb and say nobody could. Cause after tonight, again, John's I'm on a bar, like, yeah. For us. It's, I, I, yeah, I, I mean, John, so. John's not a terrible striker, though. I mean, I don't, we don't view him as like a, a traditional boxer. He's not a terrible striker. I think John Jones. He's a, he's a good kickboxer. He's a good, he's a good kickboxer sure. with knees, elbows, kicks, et cetera. Sure. Good defense, good striking defense, right? It, it'd be very different. It, it'd be very different for sure. But like, I, 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 we didn't think Francis could. We didn't think Francis could. So I, I can't rule out anybody else, but that's why I, you know, forget the hypotheticals. The point is Francis did. I think that's the thing to dwell on here is Francis did. And uh, he, 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 the proof is in the pudding. Whether we think someone else could or not, he's the only one who can say that, that he did anything close to this. So I don't, I don't know. I hope this opens up the door for more opportunities. I hope people follow Francis's example. It is risky. Listen, I'm sure even if you're Francis and his team, there's moments where like, okay, maybe this isn't going to happen. Maybe this isn't going to happen. But you, it, there's zero chance of it happening if you don't go for it. This is, I don't mean to go a Hallmark movie on, on people here, but that that is the... <laughs> Right, I know it sounds corny. You gotta believe in yourself. That's a lesson to be taken from. And we saw this promo like a million. I mean, we saw the Francis promos a million times on the on the uh, broadcast. So if you didn't know about Francis' story, you didn't know how inspirational it was. It was certainly drilled home. 
But there's a truth to it, guys. There's a truth to it. There's a reason being cynical about him leaving the UFC was so foolish. I, I think, Mike, it was, I don't know if it's you and I that we did the, the reaction when he signed with the PFL or, or, when, or when he parted ways with the UFC. I was on one of those reaction shows, maybe both. And both times we were like, we were so fully in support because, one, we thought he'd get the Fury fight. Two, we were like, even if he doesn't get the Fury fight, he could get a Wilder, he could get Anthony Joshua, he could get some other big boxing match. There was, it's not that there was no downside, it's that the upside was so much higher than him staying with the UFC that to not take that risk, if anything, not taking the risk would have been the foolish thing to do. So I'm glad that uh, Francis silenced all the skeptics. Sounds me too. I'm sure maybe I, maybe I might have been skeptical at one point. And if I was, guess what? I'm going to shut the hell up because uh, Francis did the damn thing, just getting the fight and now opening up so many possibilities for himself. Um, it's, it's really, really great to see. Shaheen, remember when Dana White in January said, and I quote, I think Francis is in, a, is in a place right now where he doesn't want to take a lot of risk. He's got it in his head that there are bigger opportunities outside of the UFC with lesser opponents. That's what Dana White said in January after he buried Francis Ngannou after he left the UFC. Boy, oh boy. It's been a tough year for Dana White, has it not? Sheesh, man. That did not age well at all. Noted non-risk taker Francis Ngannou. You gotta love it. <laughs> oh, this is so incredible. This really is so incredible. I, I'm stunned, so, man. I'm stunned. I, I, don't I, even... I can't. I can't believe what I just watched. And I'm trying so hard not to be the MMA guy, just being way overreacting in the moment. But like, I genuinely feel like that was one of the most incredible things I've seen in sports, just from like a sole single man's per performance on a big stage like this. Considering everything that went into it, like. That was unbelievable, man. I, even, I kept even waiting. Even the boxing community right now, even the, I'm sorry, again. Yeah. even the boxing community right now is like, all right, MMA. Okay. You're okay. We finally got we one. <laughs> we finally got one. You're all right. Welcome. Uh, Go ahead, AK. I, I kept waiting for the banana peel. You know, uh, the, the knockdown, I mean, changed everything. But, and then, but after, after I calmed down from the knockdown, maybe around five, six, or seven, I thought like, okay, this is the part where Tyson Fury turns it on. This is the part where he, he figures Francis out. He lands a good combination. And he was landing some combinations, but it really never felt like he had, Fran even if he was winning like by points, it never felt like Francis was in huge danger. There were some good shots in there, but I don't know if Fury ever landed anything that had us going like, oh, Francis, Francis is in trouble. Francis is hurt. Francis is about to go down. Um, again, he might have been losing the rounds based just on how you score a boxing fight, but man, like th that banana peel that I thought that uh, France was going to slip on never came. And and Tyson looked tired. Tyson looked tired. I thought like huge cardio advantage for Tyson Fury. He's going to outlast him. Uh, he didn't a as little as I felt like Francis did near the end of the fight. It's not like Fury just like dominated those rounds and started putting it on Francis. He just did more to get ahead, and and that's why he won. And that's fine, Tyson Fury. That's all you got to do. Um, but I was surprised that it never, we never saw that Tyson Fury that we thought was going to come out and, uh, and Francis made the most of the situation. So, and uh, who knows if Francis poured it on a little bit more in either of those last two rounds, we're telling a totally different story here. That's how close it was. It was interesting I've too, watched... because like we, we, we heard it, we heard it so much in the lead up, right. Of the Deontay Wilder comparisons. And it made sense to some degree, right? You big power puncher, like that's sort of how, if you're going to win, you're going to win with the knockout, that type of thing. But like what's lost in that comparison is that Francis Ngannou was 270 pounds. 
he's a gigantic man. Like he was as big as Tyson for the most part. And that's always been like a big part of Tyson Fury's game, right? He's just like that overwhelmingly large man who sort of hangs on these guys, makes them tired, really drags the energy out of them. And we saw tonight, like inside the clinch, Francis was muddy in the clinch, man. He was landing all the shots in the clinch. The uppercuts in particular were incredibly nasty in there. And it was just, I think that's one thing that maybe I overlooked, a lot of people overlooked, is just that's Tyson's style with the, the, the size just being so domineering with that size. Like that was not something that was effective against Francis at all. And it was just so crazy to watch. Francis looked smooth in there. He looked fast. He, he looked like a boxer, man. He looked like a boxer. That is not something I thought I would be saying. He started feeling himself too after the third round. When he got into the fourth round, he's dancing around. He's, it's like he's like Fred Flintstone bowling in there. He's on the, the the toes, just dancing. It was it, it was just incredible. I've watched as this is going on, just because I can't I can't stop looking at it. There's a great social clip from TNT Sports of Usyk's reaction to Engano knocking down Tyson Fury. I cannot stop oh. watching it. I cannot stop watching it because he's sitting there like at the beginning of the fight, he's all goofy and happy go lucky when they're showing him on the broadcast. And then as you see him probably in like the seventh round, you see a look of fear in his eyes and it, you see the moment when that fear came because he's just sitting there watching the fight. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a matter of time, blah, blah, blah. And then, and God knocks him down and you just see Usyk like, Oh my God. And he just, he's just stunned. No reaction, just, just pure stun. And then he notices a camera on him. He's like, all right, I gotta try to play this cool. Pretty crazy, man. What a night. What a night. So real quick, and then we'll go to the peeps. Shaheen, we weren't sure what was going to happen with the aftermath of this. We weren't sure if his next fight was going to be an MMA. Jose and I talked about this a lot. If Francis has a good night, is he going to go to the PFL or is he going to try to make all the money he can in boxing? And basically what we said was, even if Francis won, that... You know, Francis is kind of a man of his word. He, you know, if he says he's going to do something, he would do it. But boy, I don't know if I don't. Well, I still believe that. I still feel like PFL is just like, dude, go, go do what you could do. We love you. Still be an ambassador for us, like still represent our promotion. But yeah, man, you don't need to fight for us anymore. Do you think Francis Ngannou is going to fight an MMA fight ever again after, after what happened here tonight? So I'll answer that question, but I first want to ask you a question, Mike, because I'm curious for your perspective, because I'm still not sure how, what I think. Do you think tonight was ultimately in the long run a win for the PFL? No, I don't. I mean, I, I get, I don't know. It's tough to say because- It's tough, right? It's tough. Because like, honestly, like I actually think it's almost like in a weird way, a bigger win for the UFC. That it is the PFL because at at any point in this broadcast, oh, I disagree. I PFL, disagree with that. I don't know, man. There is no very few people, even if you watch weigh-in shows, any kind of streaming sites. At any point this week, did you hear anybody say the PFL's name? I didn't. The, the, not one time. I did not hear. I did not hear the word PFL uttered once on this broadcast. Although, to be fair, yes. I did not hear the word UFC uttered very many times on this broadcast either. It seemed to be very clear that they were right. trying to not mention UFC, which was interesting as well. I don't know, man. But on other I don't shows, know. I think UFC I... was mentioned. He is attached to the UFC brand a lot more than he is attached to 
with the PFL brand and most fans eyes right now. He just is. So while I'm not saying like the UFC is just going to steal credit for this, I think they're the aftermath, especially from the boxing community. When they look at Fran Sagano, they're not going to say, wow, that dude from who might fight for the PFL next year just went in there and beat Tyson Fury on some people's scorecards. It's going to be like, no, the former UFC heavyweight champion of the world just did that. So that's why I don't know. Like if he goes and fights in the PFL on pay-per-view in March or April against some name and headlines pay-per-view and it does a million papers, then this is great. But if he doesn't fight for them, I don't know what this really does. Like it's great for growing the sport in Africa. He'll be a big part of that. He'd be a tremendous, like the face of that is just so much bigger now than it ever I ever thought it could be. Now with Francis would accomplish tonight, but I don't know like, how big of a win this is for the PFL. They sure think it's a big win right now. Maybe not as much as Anthony Pettis' fight organization apparently thinks. I don't know if you guys saw that tweet at all, but we don't need to go there because that's just absolutely the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. But I don't know if this is like a good thing or a bad thing for PFL. It's hard to gauge, Shaheen, you know? I, I think ultimately where I land on it is that it is a good thing for the PFL strictly because they are now attached to Francis Ngannou. And that is what everybody is going to want to be if you're in combat sports over the next six months, year, however long this lasts. You want to be attached to... God, what a photo. I'm sorry. Jose is showing these photos right now. It's just crazy. Damn. You want to be attached to Francis Ngannou, right? Like if you if you want to be in the Francis Ngannou business, even tangentially, in the PFL, for MMA purposes, are the exclusive home of Francis Ngannou. And I think that in and of itself is a win for them, even if he never actually fights in their cage. Because then you have this guy that you can trot out to your events, that you can trot out, say, hey, you're, he's a member of the executive staff, he's PFL Africa, all of this, just to be able to be attached to him, I think is a win. I don't know, though, that I agree with you in that saying UFC was a winner tonight. To me, the UFC was a loser tonight, if only because you could have been part of this. Think about how much money the UFC would have made from this and how much bigger this would have been if the UFC was attached. Because we can crap on the UFC all we want. One thing they are very good at is getting behind a thing, right? Getting behind an event, a, a fighter, whatever. And propelling that fighter event, whatever you want to say, into the stratosphere, into something very, very big that would have been much bigger. Like, Can you imagine if throughout the lead up to this, it was UFC backed. You had Dana White out there doing press conferences like he was for Maymac. You had the whole ESPN machine working in concert with UFC to make this as big as possible. We were talking about in the lead up on the preview show that this didn't feel as big as maybe we anticipated it would be. And, and there was a lot of factors that went into that. But it just ultimately like it felt like the promotion for this was somewhat of a dud and that it just there wasn't the eyeballs that we anticipated there would be. If the UFC had been behind this, I don't think we would have been saying that. And I think that it would have just, again, made astronomically more money. Maybe Francis himself doesn't make more money. He probably doesn't. He certainly made more tonight than he would have if the UFC was attached. But I think the UFC loses because you could have been in this business. You could have been the, the, the facilitators of all of this. And then after Francis Ngannou has this legendary once-in-a-lifetime performance, you could have been in a white on that post-fight press conference saying, yeah, not only do we have the number one heavyweight in MMA, we have the number one heavyweight in boxing, and you all know that he beat Tyson Fury. You know no one would have loved that victory lap more than Dana White. To me, the UFC objectively is a loser tonight because you could have just been a part of this if you had some wiggle room in you, but you just didn't. You make a good point. And they could have had a very good point. They could have had a side. 
they could have had him fight John Jones after the, the the John Jones fight would have still been on the table. God, so can you imagine? Can you imagine? you imagine a world where Francis Ngannou does what he does tonight and then immediately pivots into a John Jones super fight? That would have broken McGregor uh, Nurmagomedov for the highest selling pay per view of all time. Like the 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 I'm momentum leading into that would have been unlike anything we have seen. Can we edit yeah. out me saying that the UFC won tonight? Can we edit yeah, that yeah, out? That, we that's edit not going to post? Edit in post. Just that, they won. They, um, they, the UFC won for like an hour and a half just because the UFC, they're, they're going to call him UFC fighter. But other than that, they didn't win. But from that perspective. Yeah. So, yeah. I still don't know if the PFL uh, won very much here in, in a lot of respects just, outside of like people trying to jump on Francis's back and fighters asking the PFL, hey, Francis got to box Tyson. Now, are you going to let me go box some boxer out there? So that's going to be a, kind of a weird scene too, but go ahead. AJ. The, the, the UFC, honestly, I just want to uh, add this. The UFC could have had its cake and eaten it too. Instead, it threw the cake into the road <laughs> or into the trap, whatever you want to say, kicked, said, looked at this clearly appealing cake and said, nope, no, thank you. Don't want to, don't even want to nibble anymore. We've, we've had our, we've had our slice of this cake. We've gotten everything we can out of it. They could have had both. They really could have had both. And uh, not only did that, just not only did they do that. They took that cake, slapped it over to the side, stomped on it a bunch, like really just like went on and like it was just grapes and you were stomping it for wine. Like they really stomped on it a bunch. And then they brought out like a, a smaller cake and then tried to convince you that this was the cake all along. Like this is the better cake. Yes. The cake is a well, lie. We'll see how PFL... <laughs> the cake's a lie. Right. Maybe uh, nice. we'll see how PFL, we'll see how PFL sort of, how can they build upon this? This is a, a very curious thing here. How are they able to build upon this? They get so many things wrong. They have like, this is a layup. This is a slam dunk. If you screw this up, I mean, there's just no hope at this point. Francis just gave you a gift. You just got to take that gift and do something with it. And I don't know how much easier he, he, the man can make it for you. So please do something. Capitalize on this PFL. Let's make this conversation somewhat interesting please in the mma space but you have to do something with it you can't just sit here and let francis do it all you have to do something with this do something compelling all right maybe make a promise that our your next card is not going to be 14 hours long do something do something make francis and gone the host of the pay-per-view like he should be in there as like the special guest host of the pay-per-view get him as part of that next pay-per-view in november Make him a part of it. Make him the the king of it. I don't care, but do something. Please capitalize on this. Holy cow! I, I see one comment. I that really says, hope this uh, is a who, who the f who the f is PFL, and then another one saying that uh, PFL is just going to create a graphic, and that's it. That's all they're going to do. And I'm like, oh, that'd be. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> real missed opportunity tonight with the lack of smart cage references. No smart cage references <laughs> on the broadcast, no. and that's a real, real shame. Yep. Crazy. Let's, God, these photos. One. These photos are unreal, man. Sheesh, man. This is so, I mean, this is so ridiculous. I can't believe it. I'm probably saying a lot of really, I've said, uh, I even know I've said a few dumb things today, but I don't care. This is just <laughs> a night of such weird things and just adding to this weird year. Thanks for the support, Jose. Love you too. 
The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com slash watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. Let's hear from you guys. Let's see what the peeps have to say. We'll take a few uh, a few questions, some comments, if you will. So I've been again. This is the this is the truck. I have been trying to keep up with the amount of content coming in right now. We have almost five fifty five hundred people watching, and the comment section is going so fast. <laughs> I've tried to find the questions and things. A lot of people are just saying a lot of the same things, um, but I'm gonna try and. I'll I'll get to the ones that like they answered first. Let I don't me ask wanna... you, Jose. Yeah. Let me ask you, Jose, because I have not been able to monitor the comments as we've been doing this. What are, what do the people think in terms of the scorecard? Oh, so I'm assuming I'm seeing wonder, lots of robbery. Talk, wonder what you uh, wonder wonder wonder. In a game of punch fist, Francis won. It's, I love the pride wrong. rule thing. He certainly won. Pride he won rules. by pride rules. If, that's how I judge a fight ultimately is if you look at these two guys after the fight, it's like, who would you rather be? You would much rather be Francis. Oh, for is sure. That, oh, yeah. Is is that probably, is that frankly like knockdown aside, like even including the oh knockdown, gosh, is that so the most bad. stunning fact of all of this? The fact that Tyson Fury didn't really land a good shot on Francis throughout 10 rounds? He landed a few. You, had yeah. just, have, you just have to yeah. watch him in slow motion. Because when we were watching the fight live, uh, Mike and I with a watch long, there were a lot. Of, I'm like, I don't know if he landed too much. And then when they showed the slow motion replays, Fury had a couple sneaky shots in there. I think it like. But, that, but, but we're saying sneaky. Like the fact that he didn't land like a punch that really took your breath away on Francis. Correct. He uh, came out. Incredible. Fury came out and like, like a, he just sprinted across the ring and punched Francis as hard as this was could. this was yeah, my was highlight this was my highlight of the oh. night I don't know about you <laughs> Superman punch. That's good. That was awesome. me and Mike that when we were awesome. watching we just like freak I I did this whole spiel at the beginning where it's like I don't show emotion when I watch fights and then when Francis threw a Superman punch I'm like all right I'm here for it I knew you were gonna do it I knew, <laughs> I knew it was gonna happen if something crazy was gonna happen I knew you were gonna react uh, and Ghana won by a lot by a lot uh, I don't know about that Fury's best shot was an elbow and a body lock takedown Here's a very strange part of this fight, Shaheen. Very strange part of this fight. Round two, when Francis lands that little sneaky uppercut that cuts Fury open, Fury switches stances, and that was yeah. the best he looked the entire fight, was when he switched stances. And you could see it in Francis's face, like, whoa, we weren't ready for this. Like, you could see the kind of the look of concern on his face, like, yeah, we weren't prepared for, Fred, for Tyson Fury to switch stances and fight out of this position, basically fight Southpaw. And this was his best round of the whole fight. Like, he, he looked the best in that, like, 90 seconds when he switched stances, and he never did it again. He never did it again. I thought that was really, really weird. But also, one thing, too, if Tyson Fury gets a point deducted from him for that elbow, yep, the elbow, Fr yeah. Francis wins this fight on all the cards. <laughs> yep. 
But if you watch the co-main events, there was like 18 fouls in that one and not one point was taken. It was all from the same side and not a single point was taken. Always cheating fighting. That is, that is one thing I think that all of us missed. Like, obviously, a lot of people missed a lot of things when we were talking about this fight in the lead up. But that's one thing that I didn't hear anybody really mention that we probably should have. And it's it's a miss by all of us is that Francis Ngannou has an, an outrageous chin for an MMA what? fighter. Like, oh, who said it? Mike, really who said it? Him hurt. You did. You did. That we have was... never really seen him hurt. And yeah. like that, you saw it translate tonight. Like Duke could take a punch. And that's a very important thing in a punching contest. It's a lot of, it's a lot of complaining about Fury. Uh, well, like lately it's been, it's been a pretty 50, 50, but it's now it's pretty heavy for Francis. What do we think about this yeah, canceled I, press conference? <laughs> I, I hope I, I just know. hope people I hope people look back on this fight positively and just focus on the Francis Stidwell thing. I I, I don't want to harp on the scoring anymore, but just like if your takeaway from tonight's fight was just like, oh, boxing scoring sucks and the wrong man won, it's like you're you're just not gonna enjoy life. You're not enjoying you're not enjoying life. Just enjoy what you saw. You saw a great fight. More, more you know, let me see more broadly. If you base your combat sports enjoying experience on, on whether the fighter you liked or were rooting for won, you are not enjoying, you're just not enjoying things the right way. Like, that's especially in combat sports. Like, I understand, like, team sports, you just want to always see your team win. That's fine. I'm the same way. If I, if, if, you know, if, like the Toronto Raptors lose by one point, I don't go like, oh, they had it, they played a great game. I go like, F these guys. Why, why'd they miss those two free throws, like, in the third quarter? But in, in combat sports, you're always going to have results that just don't go the way you necessarily want them to go. And I, I didn't have a rooting interest either way, to, to be honest. I guess maybe slightly more for Francis just because it would have been fun and because Francis is an MMA fighter and we're MMA fighting. Da, da, da. But you should really just, you really got to just appreciate the performance you saw. So, like, that's why, Shaheen, I loved how just enthusiastic you were at the beginning of the show and, and really throughout the show about, like, how crazy this was. That is the takeaway here. Not, oh, no, what's what happened to the scoring? That's not the takeaway. This fight was so fun to watch. So awesome. Francis looked great, and he's and he'll probably look great in the future. So please, God, do not dwell on the scoring. No. Yeah, that's yeah, the scoring. None of it matters. Story. This this is the climax of the Francis and Gano movie that will inevitably be made, because it has to be. Because this is the most unlikely thing in an unlikely career full of unlikely things. That man picked up gloves at age twenty seven and started fighting MMA. And Tyson Fury is thirty five year old. Thirty five year old now. And so Francis Ngannou started, has been doing this for like seven years compared to like, I don't know, if, whatever. What kind of stupid Scott Steiner math do you want to throw in there? <laughs> like, that's crazy, man. <laughs> this was crazy, right? Like, this dude started this at 27, and he's doing this This is this Rocky right 1. This is Rocky this is 1. Rocky, Rocky Balboa. I don't know if you guys know this. A lot of people are like, Rocky didn't beat Apollo Creed in the first one. He lost a close fight. He lost a close fight. This is what this was, but Rocky was the big winner. Everyone cared about Rocky. That's exactly what this is in a weird context. Brian Campbell on BTL said something that like made me laugh, but it's so true. He quoted from White Men Can't Jump, the classic from 1992, Rosie Perez playing Gloria Clemente <laughs> saying to Billy Hoyle, quote, sometimes when you win, you really lose. And sometimes when you lose, you really win. And sometimes when you win or lose, you actually tie. And sometimes when you tie, you actually win or lose. Maybe true words have never been spoken after what we just saw in Saudi Arabia, but 
Francis still won. Like he didn't. He may not yes. have won the fight, but who cares? This oh, is yeah. the Francis yeah. and Ganu show. I, I, I love. I, I love the Rocky. Won. Yeah. I love the Rocky comparison because if Rocky happened in real life, I guess it would just be people on Twitter like bitching about like, oh my god, Rocky was robbed. I hate. I hate this fight. <laughs> I hate this. I hate boxing. Rocky was right. Apollo Creed sucks. <laughs> Apollo Creed got dominated. Apollo Creed got dominated, bro. Apollo Creed got done. This, I hate. I hate this fight. Like, this is where we are. Is, is this where we are as a combat sports society that we're just gonna complain about this stuff? This was awesome. This this fight was great. There's other reasons. Oh, there's other reasons to complain about this event, but not the not the main event. The main event was great. We are not getting a ton of questions. It's mostly just people arguing in the comment section. But I'm digging for a few. <laughs> <I see that. laughs> A lot of people oh, just happy. The Honestly, there's a lot of people that are just happy Francis got paid. That seems to be another big uh, theme of the live chat. Um, yeah. We yeah. thought he got paid a lot heading into this. The amount of money he's going Bro. to make come on, coming out of this is way better. It's it's so much better. Here's so an interesting... You, go ahead. Uh, just quickly uh, yep, yep. with you guys. MMA or boxing, what do you think the next time we see Francis Ngannou fighting a human being what do you anticipate it being because I'm going to say it's boxing man I think the next time we I see this fight is boxing. Be. because like you can go to fight Ante Delizia the PFL or whoever I can't tell you who the PFL heavyweight finalists are right now and I'm sure no one on this stream could actually tell me either so like you could have him fight those guys but not nearly as many people are going to care as if he fights Deontay Wilder I mean let me see there's been yeah this has been brought up a lot francis versus yeah. wilder in the comment section i want that fight uh i think wilder's about to or fight francis andrew Zora. like there's so like francis against Shizora. any of those guys get out of here i think francis joshua, is, any of them i think france wilder is going to fight ruiz or joshua and i would like the winner to fight francis and gano i do agree with you mike francis is a man of his word i think he does fight in mma next God. I never, I never this, anticipated this. this I never this anticipated this coming out of my head, but like yeah, Fran, Francis would probably fuck up Anthony Joshua. Maybe I was just gonna ask you that. I was Maybe. literally just gonna ask you that. If this version of Francis Gano fought Anthony Joshua tonight, would would he have won? Yes, mm. yes, I, I think he would have. I, have you watched Anthony lately? Because he has not been impressive in anything that he's done. It's interesting because Anthony Joshua just very poorly against shorter men uh that seems to be his, he just can't figure it out and he does very well against tall men uh i would love to see the fight that would answer a lot of questions for me for both men like boxing wise uh, yeah but it also depends because when joshua changed changed camps he completely changed his approach to fight and he just doesn't look the same that's what uh, i'm saying like this present day version of joshua is i think, I think he's I think training with canelo's guy now too so i don't know couldn't tell you washes him Francis is 37 years old and supposed to have won that fight. Canelo Alvarez shocked by the decision. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people were. There were a lot of people who thought uh, who thought Francis won. A lot of fighters who were in the crowd. Louis, UFC lost out in this whole comic. Yeah. I was wrong. That was the dumbest thing I may have ever said on this channel. <laughs> Francis versus Usyk is the fight to make. I mean, Maybe. I'd watch it. Down I'd the watch road. It. Yeah. I'd watch it, but it... I think the belts are the big thing too. Francis rematch. Francis gets the winner of. Fury yeah, Usyk. that's what I said in the preview show. 
because it because like I said in the in the in the watch along party, boxing is so different from MMA. Like there's promoters, there's television rights, there's arenas, there's cities. The Usyk Fury thing is already signed. They just need to figure out where and when. So get through that, and then the winner can fight Francis. Um, uh, Does this make uh, this is for everybody? You you included Jose because this is something we never really got to discuss. Was the result? Did the result of this fight? make Fury Usyk more intriguing to you or less intriguing? 100% more intriguing for me. Me too. 100% for me as well. Really? I feel less. Really? I think... I already I already felt like that was competitive before this. And now oh, I don't... Oh, I anything. didn't... I didn't think it was going to be competitive. I, I truly thought Fury was going to walk Usyk because Usyk is not healthy at all, regardless of what he says. Um, if they push it more or, or Fury fights this or Usyk fights this fear, I think Usyk could very easily win. And then that's a whole nother story for the Ukraine. It's just why, like, I'm so much more interested in that fight now. I mean, that fight, I'll tell you what, that fight ain't happening in December. No, hell no. no. it is. Hell oh. no. I can't believe that Usyk said December 23rd because, like, two weeks ago he said that I would like more time. I'll fight, but if I fight on the 23rd, I'll be 80% healthy. I'm like, <laughs> fight in February then, bro. Whatever. Anyway. This could have been a really good night for Usyk then. This actually might have worked I agree. out great for him. Now he, can, now he can fight in a few months. This is good for heavyweight boxing too, because now we could get a, we could get an undisputed heavyweight champion. Anyway, uh, question for or comment about MMA stuff. Dana will offer him mega money to come back, reclaim the title, and allow him to be able to box. Dana wants the promotion money. I you, you have, UFC ain't hell no. the money that they need. This to would be at this point. that man is beyond their paycheck. Man, can you imagine if Dana like shows up at a press conference and just like says, you know what, we'd love to have him back. We're gonna start. Hunter's gonna talk to his team like tomorrow. Can you imagine if he just backs, just takes a back step to all of this and just gives in? so they could try to make this John Jones fight. Like it would really be the greatest victory a fighter has ever achieved. Not just because of Tyson Fury and, and everything that he accomplished here, but to get Dana White to like unstubborn himself for just a brief moment would be absolutely fascinating. It really would be. Holy crap. You have seen these fans more than they need him. Yep. I'll tell you another big loser of this and Hank Hill just nailed it. UFC because now you're going to have this Tom Aspinall Sergey mm -hmm. Pavlovich thing. It's cool. That's a fine fight. I'm not. I'm not upset about that. But then you're going to have Tom, John Jones versus Stipe next year, and they're going to try to tell you that's for the number one heavyweight in the world. And now <laughs> it's in, the in the shadow of this, and if Francis mm -hmm. had come out here and gotten absolutely washed and knocked out, people would have bought it hook, line, and sinker. I think it's going to be a lot tougher to sell. This is for the best heavyweight in the world after watching what we just watched. Shane, the baddest Shane, man on the we, planet will be sad. Can we put? Can we put Francis back at the top of the uh, MMA fighting's uh, heavyweight rankings? We can, right? I, I mean, we have pretty strict rules that you have to compete in MMA. But what are rules, really? I mean, I'm a rules rule guy. But, also... <laughs> but hold on, we we specifically wrote the rules. I haven't, I don't have them in front of me. Does it say that you have yeah. to fight MMA, or just that you have to fight? I, I want because to Francis say we fought. were careful. <laughs> this is, true. I mean, we haven't been giving Cyborg credit for her boxing matches, whatever those are. So. Uh, we'll, to, we'll have different. to talk about this. We'll have to talk about this because it it's gonna feel weird if uh, and I kind of asked this question before that John Jones we don't know he might be out for up to eight months probably sooner but that's like worst case scenario. It'd be weird having him at the top 
if you just you know if people decide to keep him there after whatever happens with Pavlovich and Aspinall, it'd feel less weird to have Francis back on top. That's all I'm saying. It feels just less weird to, to put him back there. So I don't know, people. You tell us in the comments. Should we put Francis back number one in the uh, AK? The I'm trying to keep over the comments as it is. Don't There's tell so them to many. come There's on. So many. Uh, question for AK specifically because he's our expert oh, no. in this in this field. It's in all capitals with four or five exclamation oh, no. question marks. I don't want to say this. I know what it's going to be. Oh, this is a great question. Oh, Cal Lambert, <laughs> Nganu versus winner of Henan Ferreira and Dennis Goldsov. Yeah, like, in boxing. There we go. Wait, somebody boxing, finally guys. came up with the names of the PFL finals. <laughs> Let's go. Thank you, Callum. You're a true fan. You're a true fan. Uh, yes, in boxing, though, in boxing. I'm all in on PFL. You, whatever your business model was, whatever plans you had for Francis, if they didn't involve boxing, my friends, they involve boxing now. This is the way I, we just want to see him back in the ring with the big gloves, 10 rounds, 12 rounds, whatever it is. Make a belt. The inaugural PFL Boxing Heavyweight Champion. Boom. Illustrious. An illustrious title. Put that on the line next and have him gone to face one of those guys. And there you go. Easy money. I'm in. I'm all in. I'll, uh, I have a question for Shaheen and AK because we talked about it on the watch-along party. And there's not a lot of questions coming in right now, just more of debating John Jones and Francis. Is the argument for best boxer in MMA now done? Does it end with Francis? Kind of, the default, kind of, the kind default answer, to, right? I mean, it might have. To, that's what like I Holly, said. Holly Holm, though, right? The default answer was Holly Holm, though, right? For the longest time, it was always Holly right. or Max. Sean Woodson has declared yeah. himself the best boxer for the last several years. Like it's all whole thing. <laughs> I think sure, I think Sean sure. Strickland maybe you could have thrown into that debate sure. before tonight because he was obviously very impressive with his. But I mean, we just watched one U former UFC fighter basically beat Tyson Fury in a boxing match. So yeah, I, I think the debate is probably over for right now. Yeah, yeah, and it's just oh. again, it's just fun to say. It's a fun thing to say. We were that that was brought up a few times in the watch long part. I think it's a good question. This is a fight, a boxing match that we've thrown a lot of names around. I don't know how much you follow boxing, you uh, three. I'm all in Ooh. on this fight. I am so Ooh. here for this fight over any of the other names you guys said. That is huge. Be <laughs> that would This oh. would decimate records overseas. So for people who are listening to the podcast, this man is suggesting yeah, Jane versus Nganu. And I don't hate that. Actually. I What's Shang doing right now? He just he won. He, a, he just won. But he's like a. Is he? Is he have like a mandatory next up? I don't think so because he's not a champion. I just mean like is he's he an, a mandatory? He's an interim champion. champion. Yeah, he's an interim he's champion. He's an interim champion. I mean, the biggest fight if they're trying to draw eyeballs worldwide to a fight, Fury, Zhang would be the biggest fight to make because just China itself is so massive. They're so big for Zhang, Zhang and Ganu. I'm here for it while the rest of the heavyweight division fights each other. I love this fight so much. I never I did not think about it till right now. Look at all <laughs> these options, man. Someone said I thought they meant Zhang Weili. No, yeah. uh, Zhang Jilei, guys, Zhang Jilei, uh uh who who has he has called he said he wanted to fight Fury after he sure. made a choice. He did say post fight. Obviously he called for fight with Fury. I don't know how close he is to that. Man, that's a great suggestion. Whoever whoever gets the suggestion, ought no point to you, sir. On to the next one. Matchmaking point. That is phenomenal. Uh, that is smart. That's really I'm, smart. I'm going to reiterate this again because there's been a few questions surrounding it. Uh, mm -hmm. Where's the post-fight press conference? Top Rank has oh. canceled it. Uh, they have obviously not explained mm -hmm. why or I haven't learned why, but that's happening. 
I will leave. A, I, will leave I, will, I will. pin a comment in the chat. Funniest thing. To do that next this is this is all I just the funniest thing I've ever seen. This is so funny. I think all we know why. It's so great. It's so just, great. We have seen so many iterations of this night since yes. 2017, right? Since Maymac sort of created whatever this this template is for this. Since 2017, we, how many different versions of this, bad and good, have we seen? We've seen Mike Perry fight professional boxers. We've seen Ben Askren. We've seen all these dudes try this. Not one of them has come close to even being as interesting and entertaining and successful as something like this man like this is for at least on the mma side like the, the actual mma athlete going in there and doing it like this is just crazy um well, so, a... anything else i mean there's a ton that's coming through i think this individual means andrew ruiz but he could also mean luis ortiz i think he just combined two boxers into one nightmarish amalgamation See, Andrew Ruiz this is supposed to now, like, yeah. All of this is more interesting to me than if you're just fighting whoever the UFC releases from their heavy rate roster in the UFC in the PFL picks up. Like, I just want to give me Francis versus Andy Ruiz. Give me him versus Wilder Zhang. All of these, like these, I am so in on this now. Also, this is not how not boxing works. Francis versus Wilder, Colmaine, Fury versus December No, I I did not think we would be. Just discussing so many potential boxing matchups for Francis Ngannou uh, heading into this. Because I, I think no matter how he lost, I, uh, except except for in this case where it was, again, a very close split decision where you could argue he won, if he had lost a clear decision, if he had gotten knocked out, you know, anything like that, I think we would have been kind of like, well, Francis should bounce back by, you know, doing MMA again, and then we can talk about boxing. I, we, we would not be throwing out a lot of these names that we brought up, but that's how quickly things can change in, in one night, man, one performance. The whole narrative just completely shifted. I am trying to get this up on the screen. One second. My computer is red hot from a live chat or a live thing. And this, if it comes up, we have, oh no. Uh, very quickly, Jose, I'll say Hold someone's on. asking, was uh, Brandon, or, or, okay, go ahead. Oh, Francis's comment. Francis said, quote, Tyson should say thank you to those two judges because I assume he says he didn't win this fight because the actual tweet says because I didn't win this fight. But Or, or, or I think he means like I didn't typo. win this fight because of the two judges. Like, yeah, he, I think he means yeah, he like officially didn't win this fight. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. The wording is yeah. we know what he means. We know. We know what he means, though. We know what he means. I get the I won, sentiment. You I, like, I like the sentiment. Judges. Yeah. Love I like it. the sentiment. Uh, I want to read the comment from Brandon at QFG, who's always on our chats. Was it Derek Lewis that actually fumbled the bag by not leaving the <laughs> PFL and fighting France? One hundred percent. He could Ooh. box him. He could. That could have been his PFL. Could have done a boxing match between uh, France Ngannou and Derek Lewis, and just raked in the the clicks, raked in the hopefully some pay per view money. I assume they throw that in pay per view. Uh, Derek Lewis and Derek. I'm sure he's doing fine in the UFC. I know he got a good deal. Uh, but boy, he could have made some real dime with a, a Francis Ngannou boxing match. I think. Imagine Derek Lewis. Why, Derek Lewis? Now he has to go fight. Now he has to go fight Jailton Almeida in Brazil on Saturday. What a oh boy! What a world! Maybe he wins. World. Maybe we don't know. Maybe he wins. I, I mean, it, nothing would surprise me anymore. Derek Lewis no. submits Jailton Almeida yeah. in the first <laughs> round. Exactly. Yep. Heavyweight title shot. <laughs> there oh, you go. Of course. I just can't. That I was. I'm so glad you brought this up, Jose, because I was about to say something about this. I just can't believe that in the lead up to this, this all of this was was built around this 
who's the baddest, right? Who's the baddest man on the planet? And it felt so hollow in the lead up because obviously Francis was the baddest man because if they run into each other in an alley, like we all know exactly how their engagement goes just because that's what like UFC one sort of proved like how, how this all works out if you're one dimensional in a, in a fight. And yet somehow this night actually did what it was supposed to. Like we know who the baddest man on the planet is. It's Francis Ngannou. The dude just beat the number one boxer. Like that's crazy, man. I cannot believe this. <laughs> yes. I don't know what yes. else to say. Yes. Are we good? Um, I think we're good. I, think we I mean, it's a lot of the same questions. Yes. Yeah. I yeah, think. We I think it. we're good. Jose, you're a gangster. We've been doing this for a hot minute. We've been talking yeah, quite a thanks, bit. Jose. Uh, you guys are great. What a night! Holy smokes! Didn't think we'd be talking about this on the post-fight show, but. I am happy to be proven wrong. I'm happy to eat my words. And congratulations to you, Francis Ngannou. You're the friggin' man. And to you, Tyson Fury. Pretty humble in defeat. Didn't like the whole, hey, the knockdown was a shot to the back of the head thing, but that's neither here nor there. But MMA gets one. We finally got into the club, finally got acceptance into the boxing community, at least for today. Francis Ngannou may not have won the fight, but he's a winner. He's a freaking winner right now, ladies. Diamondbacks are ahead. Let's go. Let's make this night even better. Let's go. Diamondbacks are ahead. Just keep it out of the bullpen's hands. Maybe this, whoever's starting can go the full nine and we get to go. Thank you very much. For Jose on the production side. For AK, for Shaheen on my tech. Good night, everybody. Let's go. Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S., and visit bellator.com slash watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it.